Welcome to the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Gallagher Jr. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to get your copy of the Only One Shot by BJ Trolio. That's available on Amazon. Special thanks to Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. You can find Steve at steveazar.com. Today I have one of the top coaches in women's golf. That's Corey Hankus of Old Miss. She's Played four years at South Carolina, was on the uh, SEC team there in 2002, worked her way up through the coaching ladder before she headed over to Oxford in 2015, and she's now led them to an SEC championship and a top five ranking in the country. All right, I've got the head coach of the Ole Miss women's golf team, Corey Henkes, with me on the phone. Corey, thanks for spending some time with us. We've been trying to get this podcast together for a while. Yeah, we have. I apologize. That's uh, I've got two little kids. I had a baby back in May, and so I guess my time has been a, a little preoccupied, but I apologize, and I'm excited about you having me on here today. Well, you don't have to apologize. Well, we were going to do it in the labor while you were having the baby, but you didn't think that would be a good <laughs> idea. It's kind of one of my crazy ideas. I thought it would be one of my more popular podcasts, but you've been a good sport. I don't sport. think anybody would have ever want to have a kid if you did that. It's <laughs> probably a good idea that you didn't do that. Well, that's probably true. That's probably a good thing we're doing it now in, in, in the in the uh, off season for sure. But uh, y'all have been on quite a roll uh, just, you know, in the last few years. You've done a great job there. But before we get to that, I just kind of want to get the background on you. How did you get started playing? Because I know your brother Kyle's older and he played. Is that uh, kind of a family thing, getting you started playing in golf? For sure, yeah. My dad, he's always played golf and plays ceremonies. She's always been supportive and more of the uh, social butterfly that takes us to all the tournaments and everybody knows her, knows her as Mama T. But, um, you know, our dad got us started. My brother Kyle plays. My sister, who's a year younger than Kyle, also played. And, and I'm a year younger than Casey. So all three of us grew up playing together. And, you know, there weren't a lot of girls playing golf growing up. And so it's nice to have my sister to go play with. And, you know, it really was a family event for us. And that's just, you know, how we spent our time was out playing in the mornings or the afternoons. And it was just a lot of fun. And, uh, a lot of great memories have come from golf. Yeah, you know, I talked, I, I watch it even with my girls. I mean, there's not a lot of girls. There's girls playing now. I mean, it's the biggest boom we've had just probably in the last five, six years. Uh, and that is a challenge to get girls playing because there's they don't want to play with the boys. You know, not early on when they get really good, it's okay. But that it is fun to have that family, and that's the thing. Even my family is the, those those days of uh, competitions against my brother, my little sister. What were those competitions like? Uh, I know Cal's older and everything, but uh, and Casey. But uh, do y'all have some pretty good uh, matches going on growing up? Yeah, we would have good matches, and just even the way we would practice would be probably different. When you go out and practice with the boys, they take you out to the short game area, and you're hitting all kinds of crazy shots over trees, trash cans. And, you know, they, they just think a little differently, I think, and have more fun with it. So that was a lot of fun for us and obviously a lot of trash talk when we'd go out and play against Kyle and his friends and, or, you know, get my dad and sister, my brother out there playing. So, um, you know, it, it was always fun and always competitive and, um, you know, it was a lot of fun as you know, having your daughters to play with. And, um, it's just truly been one of the greatest things that we've ever been introduced to and the amount of people and places we've been just through golf have just been fantastic. Did you play a lot of junior tournaments, uh, you know, before you went to college? We did, yeah. So South Carolina Junior Golf Association was an amazing golf association. You know, if you look back, you'll see a lot of big names that come from there. Dustin Johnson, Lucas Glover, mm-hmm. um, you know, just Christian McPherson, um, a lot of good names from South Carolina. So um, they, they always had great tournaments, and they would have team events and individual events. And um, so not only did we play in those, um, you know, the AJGA was relatively new, I guess you'd say. I'm kind of dating myself here, but um, – you know, around that time, you wouldn't have as many tournaments as they do now, but you would have 
a few of those that you play in every year, but, um, you know, a lot of state stuff and, um, just kept us busy all summer long. I would say that. Did you play other sports growing up? I did. So I did gymnastics until about sixth grade. I did that for about years. Um, did, I played basketball all through fifth grade through high school. Loved playing basketball. One year I wanted to try soccer. So I played on the high school soccer team for a year, played softball for a year. So, um, my parents are big on encouraging us to try it all. You know, they, they mm-hmm. were big on just focusing on one sport. I even did cheerleading for a couple of years, um, competitive cheerleading. So um, I think it was great just doing all of those sports and starting out with gymnastics, I think, was good for learning to get strength in your body and balance and things like that. So um, we were never pushed just to do one sport. And I think you see that a little more these days with the, you know, them specializing in sports a lot younger and just playing one sport. But thankfully, they allowed us to do it all and it was so much fun. Yeah, that's what I mean. I push it. I let my girls and Thomas, they played all the sports. I just think it's so good for their development and learning even the team atmosphere uh, and experience there. But uh, you go through that recruiting process of trying to figure out, you know, hey, I may want to play college golf. Uh, what was that like for you, and why did you choose South Carolina? Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I looked at a couple of schools, and I think at the end of the day, I'd been around South Carolina enough with my brother on the golf team and my sister on the golf team in South Carolina that it just felt like home to me and being able to, you know, play for Fitch Coggins and at South Carolina uh, Puggy Blackman was there on the mm-hmm. inside. He was my brother's coach. So just surrounded by a lot of great people, and it just felt like the right fit for me and our family. And um, It was just a neat experience having all three of us on the golf teams at the same time. And, um, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world and just made so many great experiences there. Yeah, that is a cool experience to have them all playing because I felt like my girls were doing that too, even though they weren't. But it's for your parents that had to be uh, a cool experience. But you had some pretty good players on your team. You all had some good teams uh, at South Carolina there. What was that first year maybe like, that adjustment you had to make when you got there uh, as a freshman? Luckily for me, it wasn't as big of an adjustment just because I knew the entire team pretty well through my sister since she was a year older than me and already on the team. But it is an adjustment with time management and you know, you don't have your parents around anymore, doing everything on your own, and um, you know, just figuring out kind of where you fit in and how to spend your time, and um, I think that's the biggest adjustment, it's just the time management piece of it all, which, you know, as athletes, we're always busy, and we're pretty good at that, but now you're on your own, you've got workouts at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, and you go to class till about noon, and then, you know, for us, we had about a 25-minute drive to practice, and so it was busy days, and um, after practice, you'd come back for study hall, and um, then do some more studying. So it, it's just trying to figure it all out on your personal life, your golf life, your school, and how it all fits together. So it usually takes about a semester to really get adjusted. And I think by the time spring rolls around, you're in a little bit of rhythm with everything. That's a great point, time management. I, I've done a podcast about that because I think that's the biggest thing. You, you've got freedom, and then you've got a lot of freedom, but then you've got to be able to manage that. And I think it's a job now. I mean, and you just mentioned you worked out. I mean, when I, and I'm really showing my age, there is no such thing. Working out was like, oh, don't do that. You're going to put on muscles you can't swing and all that stuff. And just seeing how the game has changed and how everything's changed and it and way like you said it's a full-time job i watched my girls do it and i was like man i don't know if i could do it i love it but i don't know if i could do it i know you see it from the coaching side but um you mentioned christy mcpherson uh you, you were on the team with her uh you know what did you learn when you I mean, you were a good player yourself what did you learn from some of those good players as, as you're playing in college when christy yeah, she's, she's a stud in college you know she's all american a few years um she's still out there playing and, yeah, Christy's just a fun, 
loving person everybody gets along with, and you can't have a bad time around her. So I think just from her, you know, practicing around her, and she really liked to play a lot, practicing more. So um, I think she just never took things too seriously. You know, she always had a, you know, a smile on her face and a good time. So I think that was nice to see that it didn't have to be a grind all the time. You can have fun while doing it. And, you know, we spend too much time doing this. I think it's important for these younger players to remember that, that this is a game at the end of the day. It is supposed to be fun. Um, you're going to meet your best friends doing this and um, travel some amazing places. So don't don't get so serious about it all the time. You know, at the end of the day, when your golf career is over, the things you're going to remember are looking back on those experiences with those teammates. And, um, like I said, great player. We always, you know, learned a lot from her. She was always willing to help us out if we needed help with something, and that's what made her such a good leader for our team was, her willingness to not only work hard on her own game, but be able to help other people. So, um, you know, I was just really lucky to get to be a teammate with hers, and she was in my wedding, you know, still one of my best friends to this day. Didn't you caddy for some? Did I read that right, or am I making that I up? I did, yeah. I did spend some time. I spent um, a full season with her. Um, yeah, I don't remember what year it was, maybe 2008 or so. But it was a lot of fun. We um, She had a great season that year, and um, – ended up playing on the Solheim Cup the following year wow, based off right. of all of her, her points. And she tried to get me to stay with her out there, but I, you know, I was like, no, you know, I need to go do my own thing. So um, it worked out well. I'm glad I could help her. And we, we made a lot of great fun memories and um, got to ch- travel the world. And you know, it was awesome. So I'm glad to be a part of that. More fun than caddying for your brother, Kyle? Uh, I don't know. Kyle's actually pretty easy to caddy for. He is, for, so yeah. I, yeah, I actually enjoy caddying for him. He's, um, he was a lot of fun, so I enjoyed my time with him, too. I was reading, or I watched this video, and you probably don't remember, it was in two, I think it was 2015, you were talking about your goals when you became the coach, and you wrote, wrote a paper in college about wanting to be a coach. Is And then all of a sudden, now you're a coach. Uh, yeah. Isn't that kind of, I don't know if you've gone back, I watched that video this morning, and it was amazing to watch everything you said. It's like, they're coming true. I mean, you've you've done that and accomplished those things, but why get into coaching? No, I always thought it looked like something I would enjoy. I enjoy helping people. You know, I always thought I'd either get in the medical field, be a detective, or coaching. I know there's three completely random things, but because um, I, I think I enjoy helping people, and uh, it's been a fun way for me to give back. I've had so many good people help me along the way with golf and um, been very fortunate in that, that aspect. So for me, I think that's what it was about, was getting to help um, these student-athletes. I had such a great experience in college that, you know, I always thought it was something I'd be interested in. So it is neat that, that I get to call this my job. It doesn't feel like a job. It's so much fun. And um, just really enjoyed all the senior athletes I've worked with throughout the years and their families. And it they, they become part of your family, really, because mm-hmm. you spend so much time with them and to see them, you know, love my daughters as if they were like their own. Or, you know, so it's just really neat. Yeah, um, I think I think that's the thing. It's and you're still in the game that you love, and I think that's a big mm-hmm. part of it. So, but you get a call. I think it's Charleston Southern. What was that first job like for you there? You know, I look back and I kind of laugh. <laughs> I, I didn't have an assistant coach. I you know, I mean, I was I never was an assistant coach. I just got kind of thrown in. You're the head coach here, so I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, I went off stuff based on what I've done from college and what I learned from my coach kind of what I thought would work and um you know I'm sure I made plenty of mistakes along the way and you know I worked with Mike Wilson who's now the head coach at UAB and mm-hmm. he was just awesome and always so helpful and um you know I, we did some great things there we won our conference championship that first year and um it was, it was just a lot of fun and 
as I'm trying to joke before, I apologize for any of those greens. You know, I think I've learned a lot since then, but I think overall it was a lot of fun and to be able to win a conference championship that year was um, just truly amazing. And to get to go play in regionals is a great way for those seniors to go out. Yeah, and you're not much older than those kids too, so that's always a tricky uh, juggle when you take a job fairly young against you know you're pretty close in age to those kids. But you go off to Augusta, uh, that had to be a pretty cool job because there's a golf course or two there that are pretty solid. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I think y'all had access to that one that we see in April. Uh, absolutely, and you know that was the best part of Augusta. They, you know, they don't have football, so golf really is like the it's there. You know, everyone as you can imagine in Augusta is all in and just. The, the people there are really what make that town and just what makes it so great. And, um, you know, I came right after they won the NCAA or won the national championship two years in a row. So it was a lot of hype around golf. And, um, as you can imagine, and like you said, you know, Augusta national is just down the road and luckily play there um, once a year, if not more sometimes. So, um, a great perk. And I also worked with Christie's brother, Kevin McPherson, mm-hmm. who was, um, hopped over to the, the men's side at the time, so I had another great um, male counterpart to work with, and you know I think that's the one thing I've been really lucky throughout my coaching days is Mike Wilson and then Kevin, and then I had um, Jack O'Keefe, yeah. who was at Ole Miss yep. before he came here, so we kind of flip-flopped, um, and now Chris Malloy, so I've really been lucky to work with a lot of great uh, men's coaches that have, you know, we kind of all work together as a family and like to bounce ideas off of each other, so I think that's important, too, is to kind of cultivate both teams at the same time and not just men's golf, women's golf, you know, make it more of the, a, a golf family at every school we've been at. So that's, that's been really neat to see, too. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I remember my wife, Sissy, played at LSU. She said that, you know, Bailey Alexander, I think he was actually coaching both before Karen took the job. But he said it was just, she said it was so cool that we kind of hung out together as, as a group, uh, the men and the women, and, and we'd learn from each other. And I think that, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think I've talked to Coach Malloy about that when I had him on the podcast is, the, gir- the girls can learn from the boys. The boys can learn from the girls or men or women. I always get in trouble when I call them boys or girls. But when you're 60, <laughs> they're girls and boys because they're my kid's age. But he, he yeah. said it's so important because you can learn from them. Uh, both sides can learn from, from, from each other. I think it's so important to have that chemistry, and you're all in it together. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's kind of neat, too, because one day the guys were qualifying, and you know, I think Julie and Kennedy said, hey, we want to go out and watch them. I was like, sure, you know, go watch them. They're mm-hmm. like, we just want to do it. They're to watch their holes or what? what they're doing or how they're acting. I was like, yeah, that's great. You know, and so it's neat to see them do that or, you know, if we have sex together or just, like you said, in their free time, they'll be out there playing some games or putting games or whatever it might be because they can learn from each other. They, mm-hmm. you know, they learn how good these uh, players, you know, how good these girls are with um, hitting their hybrid as good as they hit an iron. You know? So um, I think it's a, a good idea for both of them and to respect the other sport just as much. Um, so it's a lot of fun, and like I said, uh, all four, you know, all three schools I've been at, it's been that same kind of family feel, family environment where all the teams collectively, you know, work towards that same goal. Yeah, because I remember we would tell Kathleen to go sit and watch Sam Burns hit balls, and she goes, "Why? Should I just go watch him." I know you've watched your dad, but your dad's old now. But go watch Sam. <laughs> and, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like Julia was with Braden, you know, yeah, same thing. I'm not leaving until he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Make it a goal because he would stay out there in practice. And she'd be like, the next day, I'd be like, I'm going to go. She's like, oh my God, he stayed all day. So I had to stay. I had to beat him one day and stay longer than him. That's kind of funny, you know, just to hear their mentality on things. And um, like you said, learning from from the others. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's, that's I think it's so important because 
I mean, golfers kind of stand out in the athletic department. Not that they're not athletes and everything, but they're just there's something. Uh, you know, when you look at the football players or the basketball players or, or soccer, it's just a completely different uh, atmosphere and in, in, in everything with the kids. But I think it's so important for them to be together. But, you know, you get the job, like you said, you're at Ole Miss and, and you've kind of put this team together, a young team. How did you get the kids to buy in uh, your first year or two there with such a young kids to kind of get them going in your coaching theory? Yeah, I mean, it was it takes time, like, you know, with anything with building it. Um, our first recruit we had was one out of Sweden, and it was nice to have, you know, Palilla B, we call her P, she bought into it. And then you know, our, our biggest group that we had that really, truly, 100% bought in would have been Carmen Ball and Julia Johnson. Mm-hmm. The year that they came in, you know, they said, we want to change this program, we want to make it great, we want this to be somewhere people want to come to school. You know, and Julia, I know, had her list of goals written out on her refrigerator before she even got to college, and to see those starting to come true for her, you know, to get at the customer of the year, be an All-American, um, you know, things like that. It's it's really neat to see. And it was, you know, we were at the East Lake Cup, you know, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, Julia looked at me. It was the first day practice round, and we were standing there on playing great. She's like, I've had a few aha moments being at Ole Miss, but this is one of them. She's like, you know, did we ever think we'd be at the East Lake Cup three years ago? She's like, this is one of those moments of, wow, look how far we've come. Yeah, because it's kind of cool to hear her say that. Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's fun to watch her because actually, I think Kathleen's maybe a year's too old. I think she's a year older than than Julia, but I remember she was you know verbally committed to LSU, and she's a kid from Baton Rouge. Uh, but she made a you know a good move for her, went to Ole Miss, and she had to be a great find for y'all because I watched her hit balls, the kids they were recruiting, and there was just something special. Even at that age, you could tell it's like this kid's got something the way she hits the ball. Uh, no she way. does, and you know, with her, it's not even necessarily that as much too. It's just like intrinsically, like she's one of the most motivated people, and one of you know, self control on the golf course. She's very smart, and um, she plays within her own game. She doesn't try to get more out of it than she knows she's comfortable doing. And I think that's the part that a lot of people say, "Oh, wow, that's a great shot." She did, but the things you can't see are, are what Julia is really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what made her such a tough competitor and all-around successful author. When you talked about international, how tricky is that? Now it's almost impossible recruiting, but how tough is that recruiting? Because a lot of times those kids don't get to maybe make the trip over. Now they don't to come visit the schools. Uh, And there's always a good mix international and American players. I mean, what's that like recruiting international players? It's really tough right now. I mean, we can't go anywhere. And not only is it tough for us, it's tough for them, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to commit somewhere that they truly don't know much about or other than word of mouth or what we're telling them or what they can see online. So, um, you know, you just have to do your best. And I kind of encourage people at this point to not commit early. You know, hopefully we can figure out something with this, everything going on with the pandemic and we'll be able to visit and have them come visit before long. But, you know, I just would rather see a little bit of patience from people on that end of committing early so that they can make sure they make the right fit. They don't end up in the transfer portal, you know, that's, that's not fun for anybody to go somewhere and not enjoy it. You'd rather make the, the right kick out of the gate early. So I'm so glad yeah, you right said that. Kinda... I th- I'm so glad you said that because I, I remember – Watching the, some of these kids, especially on the the men's side, they make them. They were making them commit in eighth and ninth grade. I couldn't even find my locker in high school, let alone try to figure <laughs> out where I was going to go to school. And I remember Kathleen going through the process, and she's like, "Dad, colors make a difference. You got to look good to play good." And I'm going, "Oh my God, she's, <laughs> she's not even close to figuring out where she wants to go." And you know, that was like her sophomore, junior year. And I said, "Take your time, 
But I mean, now it's changed where they can't. You all can't really yeah. force them. I think that's such a good rule for them because you're right. I mean, these kids make that decision. It's a, one of the biggest decisions they make, and all of a sudden, oh, and you're never. There's no perfect coach. There's no perfect situation. There's always going to be challenges, but. Give them a little time to look, think it over, and I think I love the way you do that. I think that's why you've been successful in your recruiting. I think you've done a great job with that. I love that theory, and you're going to be more successful. But we talk about uh, 2019 that spring, and you all head over to Birmingham. Um, did you sense something special? Because you all have been playing some pretty good golf uh, going into that SEC championship. We were playing good golf going into that, and, you know, you always have these visions, and you say, man, this could be our week, you know. Um, but it just kind of, you were there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you saw it all. It, it was a nail biter all week long. It was stressful. I don't think I slept much that week, but you know, it, they just kind of work hard leading up to that and just, it all came together for us that week. And it truly was a special week for us. Definitely one I'll never forget. I, I don't think they will either. It was just so much fun. And I think the match play portion just makes college golf a lot more fun to watch for everybody. And I know I had a lot of people when we got home just, telling us how they skipped going to their Easter service to stay and watch us play, and I felt kind of bad for that about that. But, um, yeah, just just a great week overall, and just to see the whole team come together and it work out for us. How much confidence did that give them? I mean, they beat, you all beat some good teams, like you said. It was, And we covered basically semifinals and finals on the SEC Network that week, and, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, they're fixing to beat Georgia. They're fixing to beat Florida. They're fixing to, and then, you know, I was like, man, they're going and going. Uh you know, it had to give them a lot of confidence, but you go up against your alma mater in the finals. What was that like, mm-hmm. just for you on a personal note? Yeah, it's definitely a weird feeling, you know, because Puggy, like I said, I've known Puggy since I was 12 years old, maybe right. 10 years old. I don't know. Since I was young. So he's always been around our family and great family friends. And, you know, it was, was kind of neat walking up the final holes with him and because he was retiring after that year. But um, definitely a, a, a little bit of a weird feeling but of course I'm competitive and still want to win so um you know South Carolina Kaylin's done a fantastic job with that program you know mm-hmm. being alumni from there it's just really neat to see what she's done with the program and I'm proud to see how great they are you know it's always if you're played against them you know you're doing something right to be in that position so um you know kudos to her on what she's done with that program and kept it rolling and a lot of fun to see. Yeah, it was fun for me because I always had Puggy's ear, and I'd always have something to go, man, you know a lot about this. I said, well, I got a little mouse in my pocket, you know, and, and but, you know, I was around it. I've been, I've been watching my girls play. I got to know these coaches, got to know y'all, got to be friends with y'all, and, and, and it's kind of like Sissy and I, I mean, we want our kids to play well, but it's always fun to watch the other teams play well, the kids play well, because it's got to be about the kids and, and their hard work they put in there and just see all the emotions, but you know, it would talk, talk about that final match, coming down to the final hole. Um, I don't. You weren't in that last group, I think. Uh, yeah, Zach was in. Zach was in that last yeah. group. What were the emotions going for you going through there, knowing you know what was about to come through there on the last hole? Well, I was, yeah, I was with um, Connor Beth, and she was, I think, three down at one point. So we got her back off. Um, I think being all square, and so we were right behind Macy before that huge touch she made to get in the playoff hole. And mm-hmm. you know, so after that, we went out and watched Macy um, coming down that final stretch, and obviously it was a nail biter, and. It, it just couldn't have been more perfect having Macy in that position. I mean, she just works her tail off for us. She truly is the best person you'll ever meet. Like our team just loved her, and to see her have her moment was just—it was—it was awesome. I was really happy for her, and I know our whole team was excited. That's something we've been working towards and working hard, you know, for a long time, and always been a goal of ours to win a SEC championship. So 
um, just to seal it there on that last hole in a four-hole playoff was pretty special yeah i remember connor beth coming over and hugging me i said connor beth hold hold i'm with the media i'm not you're not supposed to hug me <laughs> <laughs> i'm supposed no, to be neutral that's, that's probably what gets yeah, me in trouble yeah it probably got me in trouble <laughs> with the other teams but they know i was just happy for I, I you know you're sad for the other team you're happy for that but what's the role of an assistant coach with you guys uh how big a role does that play because you were talking about your first job didn't even have an assistant how big a role is it to have a solid assistant oh it's huge and um I've been really lucky, you know, I didn't have an assistant at the Desta State either. So when I got here, I was like, wow, I get I get help. This is mm-hmm. awesome. So, um, you know, that's incredible. He played professional golf, played in the U.S. Open before, um, you know, played on Coastal Carolina's team with Dustin Johnson. Um, so extremely experienced golfer. He's really level-headed. Knows how to talk to these players, and they really respect him. And, I mean, he just, you know, really did a good job of keeping Macy calm. And, he did. Um, he was kind of our floater that week, you know, I would walk with one player, whether it was Connor Beth or Julia or whoever it was, and he was kind of the floater once matches would end. And, um, you know, and that's, I stay out of my way, out of his way. When he's with the player, it's his player. When I'm with the player, you know, it's the same thing. So um, he, I think he did a fantastic job with keeping the nerves down and making great decisions and, um Super excited to have him on our staff. How, how much input do y'all have? Because I, uh, certain players are different. I know my girls were kind of independent and wanted to do it themselves, and and I, it's always fun, not fun, but it's kind of nerve wracking on par threes because coaches show up, and and I know what yeah. I know what it's like to have a caddy. Uh, and then all of a sudden the caddy says, I think it's a seven. Well, you think it's an eight, and that's when you get in trouble. Uh, so yeah, how much input do y'all have with you know club selection, and everything when you're out there with those players? We I, I think we have a good bit, but. You know, at the end of the day, I always tell them, because I've spent time caddying, and like you said, I mean, Zach's been the player with the We get it, you know, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I tell them it's your decision. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the best leave, the best spot to put the ball, but at the end of the day, you're, you're the player. You need to be confident with what you're hitting. So, um, you know, there's a handful of times when the player thinks something else, and we go for it, and sometimes I think it's a different lead on the green, and they'll listen to me, and, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, that's golf, but... I think it's just having that respect, knowing that, you know, we know how to do our job and they know how to do theirs, but at the end of the day, they're the player. They need to be confident. They're the one pulling the trigger. So, um, you know, that's just kind of the route we take. And I personally prefer just walking all 18 holes with the player if okay. I can or nine holes or something like that just to really get into their match. And we usually let our players know up front, hey, coach is going with so-and-so for 18 or Coach Zach's going to go nine here and hop around. So they kind of know up front. So they're not, you know, looking for you and that kind of thing. Well, I think it's so much better because I think all of a sudden, like, and I'm not picking on the coaches now. This is about the par threes. You haven't seen the kid play for three or four holes. They show up on a par three, and you, you don't know what's going through them, whether they're fired up or they've just made three birdies in a row. And that's tough. And I think I've yeah. watched a lot of coaches either stick with somebody the whole round or nine holes. Uh, or, or you sum up here and say, "Hey, you got to go help someone." So she's he or she's about to collapse over there. So yeah, uh, and I've seen that happen. But it, it's hard as a coach because y- y- you want them to do well, and if you, it's hard because I've caddied, and it's that's a lot of pressure. Uh, and it what, is, and like you said, it's like I'll try to stay out of the way sometimes. If even I might just walk and watch the girl, and if they call me in, then I'll go help them. But like you said, I'm not just going to jump in all of a sudden and come read a putt when I haven't watched you do anything all day. Been, you know, with another player. And, that's that fine line of usually if they ask me, I'll come in, but I don't I try not to just assert myself on them unless they would like some help, you know. Yeah, if they're playing well, they don't need me. 
Well, and I've watched you coach, and I and I appreciate the way you do it. And I've watched you've been in groups with you, and you do you do it the right way. You let them kind of do it. If they need you, they call you over. And I, that's what I kind of told my girls. It's like, hey, if you need something, wave them over. Because uh, I know, like with Alexis, with Kathleen at LSU, Alexis was like one of my daughters. Uh, and, and, and she says, I just want somebody to talk to. Uh, yeah, they're both chatty Kathy. So they're all loving all that stuff. But I think that's, oh, that's, uh, it's just the, that's the fun part of it. But when you're recruiting a kid, uh, what are you looking for in, in a kid when they're, you know, out there recruiting and looking at one to potentially come to Ole Miss? Usually just a total package. You know, you want someone that's level-headed out there and not, you know, slamming clubs and making a fool of themselves while they're out playing rounds. Um, obviously a good student um, would be a big thing, but, Try to find those kids that have the grit and just really want to be at your school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say with our recruits, I mean, I wouldn't say we've always recruited the most highly talented or you know the five star recruit every year, but it's essentially to be said for players who want to be at your school, who you know want to fight hard for you, and for their teammates, and um, sometimes play find that player who has a chip on their shoulder that maybe they just missed being on the national team, maybe they didn't get picked for this, so. They kind of use it as a way to say, hey, I'm going to you. you know, I am a good player. So um, you just really look for a lot of times that the players with that grit and who want to be at your school. I think there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, I heard one of the coaches tell, well, hey, those teams over there, they didn't want you. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, it goes a long way sometimes. Yeah, and it's a it's a way of of motivating them, I guess. But it's a you know, it's kind of a cool thing. But you know, when when you, you were talking about kids and on the course, do the, do the your players or depend on the players? Do they want to know where they stand if they have a chance to win? Or their team has a chance, or they just kind of keep going? How do you coach them when it's like close? Because uh, you know, like we were talking about, the SEC was close. Do they kind of want to know where they are? Or do you just wait until them until they ask you? It kind of varies player to player. You know, you just have to really know each player. Have one player who wants to know nothing about what they're shooting or anything going on. So mm-hmm. we just play golf. I just walk with them. We talk. We play golf. Yeah. Pretty. Obviously, I know what's going on, so I just don't make some decisions based off of that. Um, you know, I have other players. You know, Kennedy wants to know everything going on, or you know, Julia a lot of times will, and sometimes she won't. But you know, mm-hmm. I usually have that information in my pocket, and if she asks, then I'll. You know, I'll say, hey, we're fine. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Or, you know, let her know what she wants to know. So it just, honestly, it varies person to person and just kind of knowing their personalities and what information they can handle and what we should give them and what we should kind of hang on to you yeah know, and so. it takes it takes time to figure that out for sure with with them but we were talking about the uh this you know last year gets canceled at the end of the year you are on a great roll uh and i've talked to so many coaches about it. it was devastating to tell the kids but uh summer goes along it's kind of been it's such a crazy weird year uh, and i was actually working the lpga event in arkansas when i'd heard uh uh from mike adams from arkansas hey we're gonna have the blessings it's gonna have a tournament uh with all sec it's gonna be on the golf channel well i was like really and yeah. I couldn't say anything because it hadn't been announced. And I'm going like, right. Everybody gives me information I can't talk about, you know, when I'm doing my job, which is <laughs> about right for me. But uh, that had to be pretty cool to say, all right, we're going to get to play. We're going to get to get play against all the SEC teams, but we're going to play as a team. That had to be kind of yeah. weird, everybody playing together. It was very weird. Um, it's definitely an adjustment, you know. You always have to tell the players, like, these aren't your teammates, not your friends. You know, like, mm-hmm. you're playing against them so that they don't emotionally get attached if someone has a bad hole or a good hole. And it's definitely an interesting way to play. I mean, at the end of the day, we were just ecstatic to get the play. And, you know, really thankful for Ole Miss and for the SEC allowing us to play this fall because we're able to do it and do it safely. And um, I, I think the student-athletes deserve that opportunity. So, 
um, thankful to them. But it, it was a lot of fun actually going up with our men's team. We traveled up with them. You know, they all went together in a big bus. And I think it's just a neat bonding experience in that regard, too, having the men's and women's teams there playing the same course so you could really have an appreciation for, you know, how different teams are doing. And um, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I talked to a couple coaches that it was a challenge because you had to keep your kids focused. Hey, we're, we're, I know it's your teammate, but we were, you know, it's different when you're playing against, you know, Georgia or, or Florida or Tennessee together because you're playing to get kind of against them. But when you got your teammates, it was an adjustment for all them. But you all have a pretty good finish. You all finished, uh, I think, fourth there, fourth at the Four. alley. And then, like you said, yeah. you got to go to the East Lake Cup and, and uh, playing on such a historic golf course and, and all that stuff. I mean, what a dream fall for y'all. Uh, top five rating. I think you got to number two a couple of times. But when you look back at the fall, I mean, you had to be really proud of the way everybody played and how everything's working out. I am proud of the girls. It's just kind of icing on the cake to finish the East Lake Cup. And to have Ellen Hume and Kennedy Swan, both transferred into our program. They both tied for you know the win at East Lake, got that individual title. And then they finished it off on the final hole with Julia and our team winning the um, team portion of it, the team match play portion was um, just truly a, a great way to end the fall after all that we've kind of been through. It's just, you know, every week you're waking up nervous if you're going to pass the COVID mm-hmm. test and all of that, you know, taking all the precautions to get there. And I think it's just a good way for us to finish up the fall and head into our spring season. Yeah, spring, how, what's that look like? Are y'all going to kind of kind of do the same formula or are you gonna, can you go back to some of the tournaments you used to play in? Well, we're in discussions of all that right now. Yeah. We'll probably have a, a definite answer here in a few weeks, but um, kind of trying to figure all that out at the moment. On um, you know what makes the most sense and what's safe for everyone to do. You know, that's the number one priority is just doing everything safely. So, um, I think we'll we'll know more here in a few weeks of exactly which route we're going to go with everything. Because yeah, the ACC didn't play the the Pac-12 didn't play, so those those teams are trying to figure out as well. So that's a. Uh... It's a lot of challenge, but like you said, you got to play, and, and that's the, the blessing of it all. Is It was cool to see them out there playing again, and golf's been – we've been so lucky in our sport to be able to get out there uh, and, and playing and everything. But uh, back to Ole Miss, when you're recruiting a kid, what sells Ole Miss? Because you all just updated uh, or upgraded, I guess, your facility, practice facility. What's what's the big selling point for Ole Miss? Our practice facility is really nice. I don't, I don't know if you've had the chance to get over and see it, but – we just built the Tosh Family Short Course, and we have eight different greens. And you, I mean, you can hit up to a driver, but we mostly just use um, any kind of different shot. So we got some Zoysia grass, got Bermuda, and that's the cool thing about it. I remember being, you know, at East Lake with Julia, and she had this really close shot of sixteen. I was like, Julia, that's the shot you hit every day on a short course. I'm like, mm. practice that, you know, just to kind of really put in her head, like I've done this before, I can do this. Um, so I, that, to me, single-handedly, is what made our team better over this last 18 months or so is just having the ability to practice all of these shots on a daily basis. Um, you know, we got a new range. But on top of that, Oxford's just a really cute town. It's very family-friendly, and it's all in Ole Miss, and it's really people who care. So it's just a great campus. Um, have really good people that we put the student-athlete kind of in the center, and we make sure we have every everything possible to help them from the medical side, the academic side, athletics. So that there is absolutely nothing that they can say they don't have to help them. So it, I think that's the key ingredient. It's changed a lot, even from from what you played and seeing everybody having these beautiful facilities, hasn't it? Oh, absolutely! It's night and day. Yeah, because I went down to Tennessee's and there's I, I, nothing. Because of course I'm an alum there, but no more beautiful view and setting right there on the river. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a practicer, and I told the kid, I told the kids, I said, "Now, guys, I might have even practiced." 
if I had a place <laughs> like this. But I, they do I, have a beautiful place. Yeah, it is pretty right I, there. I, I, was, I like to play, and I like the fact that a lot of these facilities are putting two or three holes in there or some to kind of also be able to use your facility and then have some of that where you can play, like you said, a lot of different shots. And, and, and I just think it's so important. I, I remember watching over the years, even over at Old Waverly, watching the, the state kids, they would hit balls and hit balls. I said, y'all go get on the golf course. Uh, uh-huh. How much? Uh, well, that's the beauty of the short course. You can sit there and go play the whole short course. You know, you're playing, but you're practicing, but they don't have to go out on the big course. You know, so you can hit 160 yards and less and work on those. Yeah, I just think it's so important for them. But uh, on a personal note, this is always the kind of couple. I got a couple questions. I mean, I, I think I know who your dream foursome would be. But who's your dream foursome? Well, I've said it before, and I would say it again because I don't get to do it often. I just honestly like just playing with my family. Yeah, that was it. That was a no brainer. That was a no brainer question. That was a pretty easy one. Um, yeah, we haven't had a, a grudge match any time in a while, so I think that would be a lot of fun because we all live all over the place and it's hard to get together. And everyone's got kids and other other things going on. So life happens and it's, it's hard to all get together as much. What's it, uh, what's it like being a mom and trying to coach and juggle all that? And you've got other, you got it's like you're a mom of 15 different people. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so much fun. And you're right, it is a big juggling act. And, you know, thankfully my husband, Kenneth, is amazing he works in the yard so he has crazy weird hours too so um we wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for our family i mean my parents you know helped me out tremendously and my mother-in-law so it's just you know we really do have a village you know getting this done on a daily basis when we go to tournaments i know that they're in good hands and um, with people who love them but it's so much fun and my team really embraces my girls and um you know they just like i said they love playing with the girls and treating them like it's their little sister or something. So um, lucky for them, they have eight big sisters. Yeah, it's a cool thing as well. But, you know, it's just, it's like you said, it's it's, it's friends for a lifetime, and you're doing a great job. And I, and I appreciate you taking the time with us. What I like to end my podcast with is uh, whether in life or golf, you only have one shot and you got to make it count. You're making it count. You made it count so far in, in everybody's lives. And uh, really proud of the way y'all are doing. I love watching uh, from the side and seeing, seeing the success you're all having. You're representing our state well. And uh, good luck to the uh, Ole Miss Rebels of women's golf when they head out to the spring and uh, keep it up. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on here today, Jim. And hotty toddy. I uh, hear. I figured you're going to throw one out there like that. So uh, <laughs> I appreciate right. it. I have to come up and see your facility, uh, and you have to take a, show me around when I get up there. Yeah, I would love to. Anytime. Just let me know. All right. Thanks for being with us. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.